This is your multifamily foundation. Your blueprint to maximize your multifamily business. From finding deals to raising capital to underwriting a deal, this show gives you the formula to take action now. From entrepreneurship to lifestyle to building yourself so you're ready to take down that next deal, no matter if you're just starting out or have years of experience. Now, let's start building our multifamily foundation together. Hello again and welcome back. Here we are at PodMax, our second time here. It's been awesome. Always huge caliber event, huge caliber guests. It's such a great experience. Always great to do live shows. And today we have Peter Neal on the show. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I am doing very well. How you doing today? Uh, doing Thanks awesome. Yeah, it's great well, to be thank here you. too. Yeah, this is my first time at PodMax. So uh, it is a great environment, great room to be in. They invited me back. They said <laughs> if you come back, that you have to bring your wife. And she shows up for two podcasts and leaves. So I probably the third one. I'm probably not in again. But in fact, I've made it back twice. Or I snuck You're in, in trouble room. now. I knew I even know if I'm supposed to be up here with you. But I'm here. So we're going to take advantage <laughs> let's, of it. Let's do it. Yeah. Good. Okay. So Peter serves as vice president of investor relations for the company uh, of PPR. And he is chief responsible for fulfilling the company's capital raising goals by communicating and marketing the company's private offerings and maintaining key relationships with the company's investors. So we talked a little bit offline, but give me more of the story. So so who are you, what are you doing, and, and how'd you get there? Sure, sure. Well, and I'll, and I'll take the, uh, so I, I was with PPR from uh, November 2014 till February of this year. So I, I and I worked as the uh, director of investor relations. So I, um, and now I'm, I'm the vice president and co-owner of GSP REI. So it's, oh. um, so that's my new, uh, new brand, new company. And, um, you know, that so like to, to get to from PPR to where I am today and, and how I got to PPR, I, um, man, it, my mom found it online. <laughs> like I, I was out of college. I was looking for a job and, uh, she found a, a listing for marketing and, uh, it was local. It was right down the street from our house. And, uh, so I went in. I liked the place. I liked the environment. I liked Dave. I liked the team. And uh, they hired me. And it was a temp job. So I, I wasn't really sure if I was going to stay there or, or what the deal was. But I really liked it. Thank God. It, fortunately, they liked me. Uh, we were selling a lot of courses back in those days. And um, I transitioned from the marketing and course sale side probably within three months or six months or so over to raising capital. Um, so I'm, I'm a people person. and I mean, I, I enjoy building rapport and 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 relationships with people and, and things like that so that was kind of my that was my goal and, and my job there was uh growing the investor experience and and the brand and all that kind of stuff so i always say uh i i wanted to be dave more than i want to work for dave <laughs> and uh, and i understand i i'm a big believer in in leveraging the experience of other people yeah. uh, i'm 27 you know what i mean so so i haven't i've been doing this for five years like i said yeah. november so uh, it was my fifth year and um i i think it's important to add value to people like somebody like a dave you know my partners yeah. now they've all been doing it for going on 25 years each that kind of thing um, so it's great to leverage their experience. And at the same time, I think I bring a different perspective to the business as well. So I think for young people out there, there's a lot that they can add uh, and a, lot, a very different perspective typically than others. And real estate's a market that's always changing. So, mm -hmm. that, you know, looking at it with fresh eyes and looking at it 
um, from a different perspective is always comes in handy. Yeah, and I, knowing what you want at, at, at a young age is, is huge, right? You just said, I know I want to, to be Dave, but not, not work for him. And on the opposite side, I mean, it's so important because when, when people are taking their next step in life, you have to know what you want to be. Maybe you don't want to be Dave. You don't want the responsibilities of having your own business, sure. everything that comes with that. That's fine, too. But knowing that step and jumping out, what is it that stands out that, that being able to be part of your own shop, be part of your own opportunity that really appealed to you? Uh, well, that appeared to me, uh, appeal, appealed to me right now. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm, like I said, young, younger guys, so, you know, having the freedom of, of my day mm-hmm. and uh, being able to set my own schedule. Uh, my big thing, too, is just expanding my experience and, and my knowledge. You know, when, when mm-hmm. I was I was there for four and a half years and I started, you know, you start to hit like a, you're only, you've learned everything you can, you know, at, at a certain point, you know, and, and there's always stuff you can learn, but you know, you start to hit that, that wall. Um, so I, I, you know, they, I shared with them for a while that I was looking, looking to do something and grow my own brand and grow and expand my experience. So being a, a co-owner in this, in GSP REI and, uh, what I really like about investor relations is that you get to, you should, if you're, if you're doing it well, uh, understand all aspects of the business between you know raising capital from investors to acquiring assets and, and the acquisition side of the business as well as the execution side you know so the construction project management all that kind of stuff so that's kind of that was the biggest thing my partner ron who's the managing uh, partner of the fund and, and the company he's his background is in asset and construction management and that right. was something that was really appealing to me and being that i got my start in notes i was um I was looking for something that was gonna that was more on the real property side. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we do we still do notes. You know, I, I purchase notes through one of our funds, and uh, and then purchase residential real property through the other fund. So, talk to me about the fund dynamic. How are you setting it up? What, what's what's the core focus? Sure. So, uh, so we were you know when we got started and, and when my partner started about two years ago doing doing the workforce affordable side. Like I said, they've all been doing this for over you know going mm-hmm. on twenty five years. Their experience, you know, through the late '90s and then and then early thousands and the crash and things like that, it kind of led them into where we are today and the brand that we that we operate under today. Um, so we do workforce and affordable housing, Class B, C neighborhoods, that kind of thing. And uh, you know, a lot of what we do is based off of their experiences and and uh, the structure of it. So we do. Uh, and and like I said, they they were using personal money and, and leveraging some bank money, that kind of thing. So my coming on to the team was to uh, expand us into the private equity space and uh, and open up 506Cs, um, so private place of memorandums and giving people the ability to invest passively in workforce and affordable housing, which I think is important, you know, for, for a lot of people. Some people, it's not a good fit. You know what I mean? Some people, they want to be more active. They want to have control over it and they want to touch it and feel it for other people. They want to be diversified over, you know, a larger amount of properties, and they want to be more passive. And I mean, so my goal and what I do is I try to provide the best, most transparent experience that I possibly can. I do calls on a weekly basis with my investors and potential investors and things like that. And, uh, you know, and just just create the best experience that I possibly can for them. What's, what's that call each week? How, how is that set up? It's a Zoom, yeah, Zoom call on Fridays at noon. 
Um, so you can see my face yeah, <laughs> and, you uh, you know, if we could talk about, we can talk about, you know, it's an open call, open anybody, call. Anybody exactly. You know, perform. Yeah, exactly. And anybody yeah. can join. It's uh it's a great opportunity to ask any and all questions that you have. You know, we'll talk about performance, you know, mm-hmm. what, what we're investing in, where money's going, how things are going, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you, you, you create the fund and you, you, you help investors basically target and, you, and you're targeting the opportunities and are you working with operators to, on that we do everything in house doing the operations yeah yeah exactly so that that's yeah. that's our you know specialty is doing everything in house so call Got it, it all in one in house asset management so you know starting with the capital uh, management side of it and then g- obviously going into acquisitions and and doing the uh, the project and construction management we have our crews and our project managers mm. on, on site every day and then um, you know then we our goal, like I said, is to, is to grow the income-producing portfolio. So a lot of stuff we're leasing and managing, and we're doing all the management as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we resell some properties off as well. Got it. And so the ones that you are doing the in-house management, are are they? Are, do you have a certain geographic region that you st- try to stay within to do so? Sure. So um, so we do mostly um, the Mid-Atlantic region, so sure. uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, and the surrounding area. Uh, all over New Jersey and Maryland. Why fund instead of syndication? Just strict syndication. So uh, it's the volume of it. You know what I mean? Like so, we to give you an idea, six million on the hard asset fund will come out to about seventy-two properties. So it gives us more flexibility. We also um, are one of our largest pipelines for acquisition is government product, hmm. and that that product will trickle out of HUD, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, different government service entities. You have to be sometimes out to the property and have a bid in within 24, 48 hours. So you have to be able to Got move. It. So having capital on the books is uh, crucial for us. And then we, you know, we don't want to be dependent on our personal money and bank financing and, mm-hmm. and hard money lending and things like that. Uh, people talk about recession and, and all that kind of stuff looming. So we want to have, you know, we look forward to, I hate to say it, you know what I mean, but we look forward to a time like that because that is going to create a lot more opportunity for us. We're going to yeah. see better price points. Um, that's what I love about workforce affordable housing. I think you're going to see people moving out of that class A kind of stuff mm-hmm. and luxury stuff into something that's more affordable. Um, so the demand's there. You know what I mean? That was, I wouldn't be doing this if, if I, if I, if I didn't like workforce and affordable, that's really what I wanted to do. Um, so I was really fortunate enough to meet people that I felt was, were executing effectively in that and space. And so for that, you're saying $6 million gets you about 72 properties, so with leverage and other facts built in there. Are you, what's no leverage. No leverage. Yeah, it's all so. just uh, investor capital. Got it. So, so we, the only leverage form that we'll use is we'll uh, refinance the income-producing portfolio Got for um, – you know, uh, longer term, shorter, uh, lower rate bank financing. So what's the typical sizing of a property that you, that's your focus? So we'll be on average all into a property acquisition and construction costs anywhere between 75 to 90,000. Got it. So, so the majority, majority single family rentals for the majority right now yeah. are single family. We certainly, we have multi units and we certainly look at multi units that fit our model. Um, and so f- 75 to 90 on the purchase and renovation uh, will get you after repair of about 130 on the low end, mm. more up- upwards of like 150 average. Why not focus on larger properties that you can maybe generate more economies of scale? Well, it, we, we, we're, lo- we're certainly looking at it. You know, we like uh, we like the single family space. Uh, we don't uh, we actually don't see as much competition <laughs> there. Sure. You know, so many people do go after the multifamily stuff. 
um, a lot of it, you know, through that the government programs are mostly single family. Yeah. So uh, a lot of that just comes from our you know pipeline there. But we do we have a, a, a ground up 100 unit development deal in Chester County that's in the works right now, uh, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. So we'll do it. You know, I mean, it's just uh, right now our, our a lot of our acquisitions and, and pipeline has come out to be single. Interesting. And tell me if I'm wrong here. I was thinking about the, the fund dynamics. We do syndication per project, and but the of course money's easy right now. Deals are hard, right? And at sure. some point you're going to have that flip flop. And if you are doing that fund dynamic right now, it gives you the opportunity to, to have the resources to use in the best light when we do have that dip, whether it be tomorrow, two years, whatever, whatever's that portion. W- would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. Yep. Now, if you look at what you're doing from a fund capacity, how is that? How is the investor that wants to be in a fund who may not have their money deployed today different than someone who's looking to put their money together to work right now? Um, that's a good, you know, our, our the way we raise on the capital management side is if we can't deploy the money within... Know, really 30 days hmm. you know on the on the longer end like 60 days we're not going to take it you know what i mean like, so we'll keep it up we'll do the capital call list and you know i mean we'll, we'll keep them on online if they want if they're interested yeah i'm in this for the long haul you know what i mean so i'm building relationships hmm. and uh so it's just i always say short-term investments and long-term relationships sure. so um but right now it's not the case for us whatsoever you know what i mean like we, we're getting stuff deployed right away yeah. uh, we did you know since it's a new brand for us and, and a new fund under this gsp rei brand uh we put our money where our mouth is we put a four and a half million dollar uh portfolio together for the fund mm-hmm. so every you know we can quickly deploy right into that and then like i said we're, we just we could we couldn't raise enough capital to take down all the government product that's out there right now got it yeah i was talking to somebody and they were they were doing a fund and they they wouldn't allocate you know they, they wouldn't put money to work for like a year to two years mm. it was just very interesting because it was just like people have to be committed sure yeah and they're just like sitting out there and i was like I, it just it's that my mind was thinking you know I'm, but i'm active but my mind was like I, that would drive me nuts sure oh yeah. my god yeah definitely definitely because yeah. this just comes back to the capital management side you know exactly. what i mean and i i don't want to take money in that i can't deploy you know because yeah. i gotta pay on it you know what i mean so I would, uh, you know, I'd do a capital call list, and and um, you know, you could you could pay a little bit on on the capital call list, money market, something like that, uh, kind of a rate. But you know, uh, pe- people need need the investments just as much as you know as, as we need the investments. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it just it works both ways. But um, I see that more in the syndication space because there's so much competition, and because it's, I think it's getting a little bit harder to find those good quality properties that mm-hmm. they can push up to the A's and all that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you've grown your investor database from 200 to around 600 now. Sure. Well, that, that was with PPR, and that was actually probably a lot more than that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, that was uh, that's what I did all day. You know what I mean? So that that's the goal for GSBREI. You know, the, How are the, you using the, what you learned there? Like what, what oh, is the, sure. Um, well, stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, like coming on podcasts, and I just try, try to provide as much value as I possibly can. Yeah. And try to provide the best experience as possible. You know, there's two types of accredited investors. There's high income and there's high net worth. Mm -hmm. And your high income earners are typically more analytical. You know what I mean? Like, so for them, I, I... I want them to understand the numbers. I want them to understand why we do what we do and, and how we do what we do. And then for the more, uh, for the high net worth, they're typically more emotional. Hmm. And, um, you know, for them, I'm just trying to provide the best experience as possible. And I mean, and trying to be as transparent as possible and as accessible as possible. That's why, 
you know, the, the weekly calls is a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was out at lunch today on, on a call. Yeah, you, you know go. what I mean? Like yeah, it, it's a lot, but I, but yeah. I enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? And I think and and you take you take a people's money. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's important to me that they have a, an outlet to come to to ask questions and that they know where where things are going. Well, you said one of the most important things. You, you're taking people's money. It's a big responsibility. When yes. so many people are jumping into this now, you, you find that, listen, if if you're one who's got shiny object syndrome and you're going to be jumping mm-hmm. around all over the place, yeah. you're now, you now are protecting some of these money that they've maybe worked a year, two years, three years. You don't know how long to, to get that money. Oh, yeah. Well, a and, lifetime sometimes. Yeah. And, so, I mean, yeah. and I'll see people like, well, yeah, I'm doing this today. And now tomorrow I'm like buying a franchise. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, like yes. you think about it. Like, think about that to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like for an investor and the, and the person who's now passing investing? If you think about it from that side, like these aren't investments that like for, for me, for larger multifamily, you're not you're not out in like six months. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're we, mm-hmm. you know, we're in it for a couple of years now. You know? Sure. So for yeah. that yeah. fact, what is that commitment level of the operator? Are yeah. they there? Do you feel confident in that point? Is their track record tell you that they they're not going to jump ship just because they exactly. see exactly. something else and they'll just let it go to the sideline? Exactly. That, that's the biggest challenge that I have right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is because it's a new brand. You know, yeah. it, people want to make sure it's going to be around. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so, I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I that and like I said, I, I'm in it for the long haul. You know what I mean? So I'm there to build the relationships. If you're not ready today. I don't want you to do anything you're not comfortable with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's very important to that you have to feel comfortable, and, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to lay your head at the on the pillow at the end of the day and and feel good about what you, what you've done and and the people that you're invested with and and uh, and that kind of thing. So, I think that uh, that that's extremely important. I think it's important to to constantly remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look at it as a family at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like my investors are they're like family to me, and uh, they are family. You know what I mean? I couldn't do what I'm doing without them. Yeah. So. Um, so I think they they deserve the the best experience as possible, and they deserve to know where the money's going and and uh, and the performance and all. If you can on a high level, nothing's even the same. But if you were to talk about what's what's the return structure that, that you do as of course the operator side, sure, and then also for the investors, how do you, how is it generally formatted from a fund environment? Sure. So um, well, that's, and I, I'm totally open about that. I, I actually have a, a portfolio model that I can send people sure. that shows that in. in much more detail than I'll, I'll get into right now, just for the the sake of the show. But the, um, you know, we're looking at uh, our investors make a set preferred return payment. We don't share upside. All the upside stays within the fund. Got so it. for the uh, GSP one, our uh, real property residential income producing property fund that buys REO and off market property that that one that pays a nine percent preferred return annually, mm-hmm. and it's a one year term. And distributions are made on the fifteenth of each month. So it's it's an income fund, you know, it's consistent cash flow. And then GSP2 is our note fund. So at the end of one year, you said one year? Yeah, principals returned, principles or you can returns. roll into whichever fund's open at that time. Got it. How many people roll into another? Well, I oh, guess the I majority. Guess yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, new, so it's hard exactly. To say, hard hard to say, numbers, but yeah. that question comes up a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean, so if you give them a good experience, the majority are yeah, going sure. to. You know what I mean? In my experiences in the past, that you know, for the most part, the, the, you're paying them, the majority will. Um, GSP two is our note fund, so, and I call it pre REO because it's like we're not we're not like a Dave in the sense that we want to buy you know notes uh, to rework them and, and keep a homeowner in the property that kind of thing. We buy mostly vacant property, so there's you know vacant notes, so there's not typically a homeowner in there. Yeah. And then we work through the foreclosure process, mm-hmm. and then when we do it, we do. You know what I mean, we go in, we revitalize, and, and we retail offer, we hold in the portfolio. So that's a 10% fund uh, structured the same way. It's just a three-year term. Three-year term. Yeah. And from your side, is the operation 
how are you uh, how do you structure your fee set uh sure so we do we take a guaranteed payment uh we have the ability to it doesn't necessarily mean that we take it but our payday is really more in the income producing portfolio so we use investor money to acquire and renovate the properties mm. and then we we either retail off or, or we most you know for the most part we're refinancing and uh, that creates liquidity for the fund and then we own the property we lease and manage from there um, so that's really our payday at the end of the day, but we do get paid, you know, obviously to, to because we're in the business every day. You know, is it like so an acquisition we, fee on these uh, no the, fees that the yeah. investor feels, the you know, and so feels. and that's that, uh, so the, in the use of proceeds in the private place memorandum, they can see the um, uh, like the guaranteed payment and that mm. kind of thing and, and what it is. It's about, I guess it's around like 3% on money raised. You know, I mean, that goes towards investor relations. It goes towards asset management and things like that and just the daily operations of the fund. Yeah. And then, you know, our payday, is, like I said, is, is really the assets that, that are remaining once we've refinanced and paid everybody back. What is the typical avatar look like for an investor for you guys? So if you're talking just preferred return, no upside, mm-hmm. compared, like if you said someone was to come side by side, you know, with, you know, maybe a 7% return and upside sure. first in a random syndication and you're doing 9% just preferred return. Exactly. Why is the person choosing you? Sure. Well, I think they should choose both. You know yeah. I mean, that's a, that's sure. a big one to me. Good I answer. think they should do both because it's, um, I think they should do, you know, if, they, if, if they're okay with doing active stuff, you know, or with a property manager or something like that, they should have, you know, th- those positions as well. Um, so, you know, it's somebody that wants passive cash flow, hmm. um, that wants, that, ha- that has, wants to have a good idea of what's coming in. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes those funds that either they don't pay anything or they pay like a six, seven, eight, something like that with the promise of upside. Well, you, you know, you don't know if that's necessarily going to come in or not, that kind of thing. You don't know what's going to shake out to be at the end of the day. So this one, you know, I can't say it's guaranteed, obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, um, but you have, you know, it, it's, it's you have a much better idea of I'm making nine or I'm making ten percent and I'm going to have this consistent payment on a monthly basis coming in. So, I think it complements uh, yeah. a lot of those syndications and, and other funds that work that way. I agree, right? And and people, there is there is that investor that likes that certainty, even though it's not a guarantee, but sure. they like that certainty. Exactly. Right? And I, I've exactly. actually seen a number of syndication models now trying to implement almost a two-class structure. They'll sure. Do, they'll do the class A where they're given a preferred return, and mm-hmm. that's the, the number one in the stack, almost like a debt, you know, and then and then the second side will, of course, have the traditional prep and, and um, split, but they're not going to, they may not get paid for a couple of years. Exactly. And so that you have to have that talk. Exactly. What are some of the techniques that you're using to grow your investor database that, that you at 27 mm. um, is, is something <laughs> that, that, that you're using that maybe your teammates didn't think of sure um well you know i I think obviously doing stuff like this you know i mean podcasts and and um you know doing the 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 call on a weekly basis is is a big one and uh networking events you know and and uh just uh growing the community and and through social media Mm. and things like that i mean but it's all about who you know at the end of the day and and um you know treating people well and and you you kind of it takes it from there but the one thing that i would say is a big one that comes up. It's time. You know, it just takes time. I mean, I mean like, it's just, it's not going to happen overnight. You know what I mean, I think it's it's e- a little easier in a syndication world where it's like, here's the, pr- like, for the 
development deal that I was talking about in Chester County. It's 100 units ground up. We need the money at this time. This is the rate we're paying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we don't have the money at this time, we're not going to be able to close that kind of thing. We're not yeah. going to be able to do the construction. So that one's a little bit more, you know, that. Uh, it works the same on on the on the on the on the the other funds way too, you know what I mean? But it's a little bit more open in the sense that we can we don't need to raise the full six million or anything like that. We can we you know, whatever comes in, we deploy it, that kind of thing. Like yeah. I said, like if we don't if for some reason we didn't see product, you know, we're not going to take the money, that kind of thing. So it depends, you know what I mean? But I just I, time is your best friend in this, and mm-hmm. and just staying consistent. Yeah, I agree. I love that. What has been in your growth cycle is something that you really think has been most important for how much you've, you've grown in the last five mm. years of doing this. Yeah. Leveraging people that are a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? I think, uh, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a people guy, you know sure. what I mean? Like, so I like to build relationships and I like to build rapport and I like to provide a good experience mm-hmm. and a good brand, uh, where, and my partners are completely opposite. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They, they like to swing hammers and, they like to manage construction crews and they like to drive to the properties and things like that. I'd rather get lunch with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd rather, you know, hop on a phone call or I I love to meet people in person. That's kind of my, that's, that's what I enjoy. But, um, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I like that. I mean, I do, I love getting out the properties too. I like to balance it at the end of the day, but, um, I think it's important, you know, I see real estate and note investing and almost any investing in business. It's kind of, you know, you need money. You need deals, and you need to execute on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to wear all those hats at one time and do it effectively and scale yeah. at the same time. You know, I mean, we Absolutely. wouldn't be do, we wouldn't be able to do eighteen million if mm-hmm. if, uh, if it was one person. You know what I mean, it's just, it, it, maybe you could. You know, what I mean, but it'd be very hard. Um, so I I focus on providing the best experience I can to investors. My partner Ron focuses on you know the overall business as the managing partner, but very much on the asset management side and managing the project managers. The project managers, they focus on you know obviously the projects and, and the construction management and the crews and timeframes and budgets and all that kind of stuff. And uh, other partners, you know, my partner Wade does all the notes. You know, what I mean, so everything from start to finish on the notes, pricing, acquisitions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, partner John does um, acquisitions on the hard asset side and, and redevelopment and, uh, you know, estimating costs and things like that. So everybody has their thing and uh, and everybody is good at what they do. And uh, I, I think that's important. I think, you know, my advice to young people or people trying to get into the business is try to find a way that you can add value. And I was very fortunate to, to get started at PPR and to work with Dave. Um, so I, f- I was able to find how I could add value yeah. and it's, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Like, and fortunate to, to have learned a lot and, um, and people would always ask like, you know, what's that, what's that secret sauce or something like that? And it's, you know, Dave's been doing it for 30 years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's just like a lot of it, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. So you just have to remind yourself, you know, you take it day by day and, uh, you know, it'll happen over time. Why, um, what's your typical deal? amount that you feel people invest uh well our minimum's 25 our average is closer to 50 you know and that's something i realized you know because it's all accredited everybody has to be accredited and provide documentation Uh, you know not everybody even wants to write a check sometimes for for you know 25 that that kind of thing you know i mean like they want to deploy you know more money and i mean that that kind of i I was leading the question more into that you're young right oh sure so so in that fact you people are coming to you and and you're you're talking about investments and sure you're your age for others listening out there that that they're like man i just i'm just too young to do this who's going to take me seriously sure yes talk to them yes yes well what i would say is 
you know, I, what I've been surprised by, it actually doesn't doesn't surprise me necessarily, but you know, I, I spend I spent every day uh, with, with somebody, you know, with somebody like a Dave, you know, me and my partners now have all been, you know, each individually doing this for over, you know, 20 years, going on 25 years each. So um, I think a lot of it has to do with like how you spend your time and who you spend your time with. You know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've been, like I said, just very fortunate to be working with some amazing people that with amazing experiences. My one partner, Wade, before the crash, he owned over 660 houses. He lost everything, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, so it's just like, and that's what brought him into notes. Yeah. And uh, and creating the relationships he has on the note side, mm-hmm. that's why he structures the business the way that he does. Um, so I think a lot of it, you know, d- if age is holding you back, you know what I mean? It, it's That's your fault, you know what I mean? Like, sure. you, you can't think of it that way. You have to, you know, there's stuff you can do. And like I said, it's just, I think... I, I provide such a different perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think I, I add value in that sense, you know what I mean? Because, you know, somebody a little older can get stuck in their ways and that kind of thing. And I think it's important that you continue to ebb and flow with the market and change your, your goals and things like that. My partners have all done different stuff, you know what I mean? They've done, you know, they start, my, Ron started as a builder. Like I said, Wade was doing the, the rentals and, and uh, retail and, and uh, that kind of stuff. And then um, we let him into notes. And, you know, Ron t- has done a lot of investments and they've done storage units and, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, housing for students, student housing and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So it's just all kinds of different stuff. Um, so I, I think a lot of it is, it's who you surround yourself with. It's yeah. the Jim Rohn, you know, who, who are the yeah. five people that you spend most of your time with? You know, it's that, that common theme that comes from is that, you know, if you, you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can't, yeah. you're right. You exactly. Know, it's exactly. Whatever, better said by others. But in that fact, it's just, it, if you want to set up a hurdle for yourself, well, you got to get out of your own head. You, you know, one, own that's head. one of the things, um, you know, my like personal, uh, brand outside of GSP, which is on you know on the real estate note investing side, I I call it a credit life, mm. and it's a lifestyle community and brand and experience for credit investors, um, and people that want to be accredited investors, mm. and you know from doing this over the past five years and talking to thousands of accredited investors, one common theme that I've seen run through almost nearly every one of them is they're a rebel in some way, shape, yeah. or form. You know they they've gone against. You know, they've done something alternative, you know what I mean? They've gone against, uh, you know, the, the norm, societal norm and mainstream, that kind of thing. So I think uh, I think it's important, you know, you gotta you got to rebel against this part of you that's saying you can't do it or got you're it. too young or you're too old or you're too fat, or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever it may be, you know what I mean, you're too ugly or you're too, whatever it is. This isn't just real estate or notes, yeah. you know what I mean, but this is anything, it's just... Just do it, you know. Yeah, and just, just start, you know. Just do it and call somebody or, or uh, email somebody and and start the conversation and talk it out. Because I, I say this all the time: the compounding effect that's so big in in business and all. It's um, it's either wor- it's always working, and it could be working for you, or it could be working against you. So yeah. like people always say, like I'm gonna. I'm going to do this when, when all the stars align and this and that. And mm-hmm. it's just like you're wasting time. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes comes. you don't know what you want to do until you do things that you thought you wanted to do and you don't, you don't want to do it necessarily. <laughs> necessarily. Uh-huh. So yeah. see that a lot of the RIA meetings and things mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of people, they just don't pull the trigger. And I bought my first house when I was 24. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was going to go. I was gung-ho. I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? I've owned it now for three, four years. And I'm very happy to be a, a partner in a business that owns houses yeah. and I'll, I'll continue to buy my own personal houses and you. things like that, but it's just I like raising money. I, I'd rather own uh, own a part of the company that owns property at the end of the day. 
love it. So, Peter, that's a great <laughs> place to wrap up. For people who want to hear more about you here, more yes. about your company, hear more about your funds you have available, what's the best place to connect? Yeah, well, uh, gsprei.com. Uh, you can schedule time with me in person and awesome. uh, over the phone any at your convenience and uh, phone numbers there, emails there. You know, I'm on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. So, don't hesitate to reach out to me, call me, let's have coffee. And I mean, I'm I'm always happy to talk to people and help them on their journey. Incredible, Peter Neal. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Jason. Thank you. All right. Bye now.